Hi, this is Sensei Joseph Hertzellers from Ohio Martial Arts. You know, most people know that martial arts is practical self-defense and getting people in fantastic shape. But people also know there's something more going on. There is this idea of learning to focus the mind. And this show is designed to address that third component, how people can focus their mind to get more of the things in life that they want and less of the things that they don't. Thanks for listening to my show. I hope you enjoy. So let's talk about the five ways to become a great martial artist. The first one, Mr. Mike, is? Patience, sir. Patience. Everybody say patience. Patience, sir. It takes time to get good at this, and you have to give yourself the time that it deserves. The simplest way to look at patience, well, there's really two ways to look at it. One, have a long-term approach to everything. Think, don't think about how good you're going to be in a month or three weeks or two months, but think about how you're going to look in two or three or five years because that's really what, how the results come. Results come over a period of time. And it's just like they say in, in real estate, they say it in savings, they say it in getting in good shape. When's the best time to buy a house? 20 years ago. When's the second best time? Eh, probably now. When's the best time to get in shape? 20 years ago was the best time to get in shape. But since you can't do anything about that, today's a pretty good day to start. Make sense? All right, so think of your practice that same way. And then the second way to become a great martial artist, Mr. Doug. Perseverance, sir. Perseverance. Everybody say perseverance. Perseverance, sir. Perseverance. That means you've got to keep on keeping on. It means that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. There's going to be ebbs and there's going to be flows. But you just set up yourself so that your practice becomes a part of your life, so that it becomes consistent. And when it becomes consistent, you don't have to make a decision whether you're going to do it or whether you're not going to do it. It's just something that you do. And when that happens, then you get better results. And the third way to become a great martial artist, Mr. Mick. Practice hard. Practice hard. We say that, practice hard. Practice hard, sir. That means we have to push ourselves in every class. So we have to go for that workout in every single class and really put forth effort. And Dr. Tom, the fourth way to become a great martial artist is? Practice exactly the way you want to perform, sir. Yes, sir. Practice exactly the way you want to perform. Everybody say that. Practice exactly the way you want to perform, sir. And that means we focus on the details and the nuances. And it's those little details that allow us to take our practice, you know, in the the martial arts field as a whole, a lot of the associations, organizations that I used to be involved in, they would spend a lot of time on this idea of disguised repetition. And the idea was if you could, knowing that in order to master something, you have to do it thousands and thousands and thousands of times. But what makes the average person quit? Boredom because they've done the same thing thousands and thousands and thousands of times, and they always want something new. They want something new. They want something new. So what the industry would say is, well, if you can throw the punch one way and then use a different pad a different day and use a different angle a different day and use a different thing a different day, then what happens is you can sort of, in, a, in, a, in sort of an artful way and sort of a good-natured way, you can sort of trick the student into doing the technique thousands and thousands of times. And there's some value in that. And I know it's, it's good natured, and I know it comes from a good place. But it was really Sifu that addressed that head on. And he said, but the thing is, is when you trick the student into getting good, they may often get good, but they have no idea how they were able to get good. And then the consequence of that is the lessons that they learned in the practice of martial arts, they can't transport anywhere else. 
They can't apply that to learning a foreign language. They can't apply that to doing better at work. They can't apply that anywhere else because there was a clever guru at the head of the room tricking them every step of the way. Make sense? But Sifu's role, my role, is to not really be the guru, but to sort of teach you how to be your own guru so that you can learn how to trick yourself. Because once you know how to do that for yourself, in other words, can you stand in the same stance and sit, throw the same reverse punch 10,000 times and find something new buried in the punch without me trying to fool you with a new fluffy red pad to hit? Because if you can do that, what you've done is you've taken martial arts and you've made it a powerful tool for transforming your life. Make sense? Right. And then the fifth way to become a great martial artist. Meditation, sir. Everybody say that. Meditation. 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 That's the process of learning to discipline the mind. In order to discipline the mind, you have to understand a little bit about the laws of the universe. And the number one law of the universe that we talk about all the time in here is this idea of law of momentum. And we illustrate law of momentum by using a, the figure of a mountain. We use the mountain on our school seal. And on one side of the mountain is everything that you do want leading towards the sun. And on the other side of the mountain are all the things that you don't want. And it's not a stagnant universe. So whichever side of the mountain you start on in thought will accumulate more, just like a snowball rolling down a real mountain. Down at the bottom of the mountain is where the avalanche takes place. But at the beginning, what we would say is it's just a snowball. We would also say that inside the snowball contains the avalanche. So what are the most powerful thoughts if we want to make this real practical, something that you could take away, something you could even write in your journal and remember? There are two of the most powerful thoughts in the universe. And these two thoughts are really the two snowballs on either side of the mountain. Thought number one is, everybody repeat this, I want it. I want it. That's the most powerful thought. Because if you say, you know, I want it. You don't have to have a big, strong, massive desire. You don't have to have that burning hot desire that Napoleon Hill talked about. All you have to do is point at some and say, you know, I, I want it. You could even back off that a little bit. You could even say, I, I kind of sort of would like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. You know, that'd be a, that'd be, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That is an incredibly powerful thought. It doesn't sound very powerful. But if you leave that thought alone, it will not stay stagnant. I kind of sort of want it. I kind of sort of want it. I'd like it. It'd be kind of neat. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. It will convert into a burning hot desire if you want it, as long as you don't introduce the second most powerful thought in the universe. Because the second most powerful thought in the universe starts at the top of the mountain, but on the opposite side. And the second most powerful thought in the universe can be composed of one word, but. Everybody say but. but. I want it, but. And every time you say you want it, you just planted the oak tree. And every time you say, but, you just ripped up the seed that you put into the ground. But if you can have a thought and not resist it 
with a but, with an excuse, with a reason why you can't have it, that thought will grow into the powerful oak tree. Does that make sense? So what happens when we learn to meditate is we learn to place ourselves right at the top of the mountain so that we become very sensitive because there's a very, very narrow difference between I want it, kinda, sorta, but they're very close. They're very close. But the vibrational difference between those two thoughts are the difference between you having and doing and being and achieving everything that you want in life or you getting nothing. Does that make sense? So the more sensitive you are, and the more you're able to get yourself to the top of the mountain, the more you will know without any hesitation, the very instant that you start going to the wrong side of the mountain, and then you can quickly make the adjustment because it's not hard to make an adjustment up at the top of the mountain. It's not hard to say, you know, I'm not gonna think that way up at the top of the mountain. But when you've started rolling down the mountain and then there's an avalanche and there's somebody that you wanna kill and that you hate and you get up in the morning and your stomach hurts and you're 100 pounds overweight and your life is miserable and you're seeing the divorce attorneys and you're going through all of that stuff, that means you're way down here, there's nothing you can do at that point. So when's the best time to do this work? 20 years ago. When's the second best time to do this work? Right now, sir. Today. Say something. Thanks for listening to my show. Here's what's happening right now at Ohio Martial Arts. Rank testing is coming up on March the 14th. Go to ohiomartialarts.com slash testing for all the information. Volume 1 of Break the Chain has been completely rewritten and is now available for purchase. Go to ohiomartialarts.com slash break the chain to get your copy. And lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and it's a benefit to you, I sure would appreciate either a review or a share on social media. Thanks a lot for all of your support over the years, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the mats.